Now, let's go ahead from where we stopped yesterday. I want to say that um, we thank God for Pastor Qatar and the members in India. I received a mail from Pastor Qatar yesterday night explaining to me what he learned from what God was saying yesterday. Because we understand the fact that this is the month of what? I don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> Therefore, we look into the life of he who is the signs and the wonders. So that we can simulate him and enter into the same spirit with which the Lord Jesus walked on earth. I told you yesterday about our obligations in following Christ. And we looked at the life of denial. Jesus emphatically said in the book of Matthew 16:24, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone will come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So we reminded ourselves yesterday that Christianity is not bed of roses. Christianity is a life of denial. You must deny yourself. You must pick up your cross and follow Christ. Number two, Matthew 10 37 to 39. He says, anyone who loves me, anyone who loves his father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son and daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now, I want us to understand the word worthy of me, why the Lord is repeating that. What worthy of me? It says, anyone who loves his father, mother, or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves his son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. In verse 38, it says, and anyone who does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Number three, John twelve twenty-six. We're talking about life of denial. Whoever serves me must follow me. I think the word follow me is being repeated again and again and again and again. Yes? And where I am, my servant also will be. Now, Jesus has been talking about, you know, what is required to be called a follower of Christ. And now he began to tell us that if you follow me, you are also expected to serve me. And he says, anyone who serves me 
must follow me. And anyone who follows me must serve me. And then he said, and where I am, my servant will be. I remember I told you, you must begin to examine where you go. Which company you associate with, who are the people who are your parties. Any company that Jesus will not be, a Christian ought not to be in it. It says, my father will honor the one who serves me. Amen. Amen. My father will honor the one who serves me. You are looking for signs and wonders this, this month. Then serve the Lord. The power of God is God's honor upon man. Because that man, God is validating that this is my servant. I'm not talking about minister, but a man who serves God. A Christian who serves God. Jesus says God will honor him. How many have I given you now? How many scriptures? You know, let me say that um, in this June, uh, from this June, I'm going to do something among us. I will appoint you to come and share the word of God, and I will tell you what you must preach. All right? I will tell you the dates I preach a particular message, and I will tell you, go and preach that message. I want to say, now you tell me what you had. And I will do that to all pastors, all, all elders, all deacons and deaconesses, and all members. Somebody will say to me, how can we go around all members? You watch and see. <laughs> so it is expedient for you to write when I teach because I will tell you to regurgitate what I have said okay John chapter 10 verse 27 number 4 it says my sheep listen to me or hear my voice my sheep listen to my voice or my sheep hear my voice I know them and they follow me I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. I love that. No one can snatch them out of my hands. Now I talk to the entire body of Christ. Understand that some people have used this last line. No one can snatch them out of my hands. Yes, yes. But it is qualified. That statement is not general to those who come to church. Jesus said, the people that no one can snatch out of his hand are those who follow him. My sheep listen to my voice, those who listen to him. And I know them, and they follow me. So those who hear the word of God and do contrary, they fall out of this category. If you come to church... You hear the word of God, and you do not follow him. You fall out of this category. But it says those who belong to this category, I give eternal life. And they shall never perish. So if a person comes to church and does his will, you don't fall into this category. 
Look at the next scripture. God will reward you according to what you have done. Psalm 62, verse 12. And that you, O Lord, are loving, surely you will reward each person according to what he has done. Now, can I say that those of you who are in business, this is one of the scriptures that applies to business as well. In business, what you put in determines what you get out of it. In life, what you put in determines what you get out of it. Every Christian has the capacity to be successful in all and everything that they do. But the fact is this, you will never get what you did not put in. If you think about it, if you are a married person, you want peace in your home, the way to get it is you sow peace. Am I saying something? If you don't know how to give peace, you will never have peace. Alright? In society, beginning from the church and community, you want relationship. It is by giving relationship. If you are in the midst of a people and you are not given love, you never get love from them. Whatever you want is determined by what you give. I would gather now. And so is God too. Surely He will reward each person, not according to favoritism or title that we have on earth. He will reward us according to what we have done. But you understand that the jurisprudence of God is based on motive. 1 Corinthians chapter 28 verse 9. David said to his son, And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every motive behind the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. I want us to understand God. You know what is leading us to all this is, is 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3. In this house we are investigating the reason why many Christians do not manifest the covenant of God. And we want to make sure that in this month of June, these three days beginning in June, we want to sort ourselves out. We want to identify what God requires of us that we have ignored or we have not been doing in the application to why we have not been able to get some promises that He freely promised us. Are we together? Come on now, church. Are we together? If you came here tonight and you're expecting Apostle to talk about the miracles of Jesus, parting the Red Sea, making food out of, you know, few fishes and bread. No, there's a time for that. Today is you and you. My heart is this. In the book of Psalm 24, let's read together. 
stop. I think it's Psalm 2 verse 8. Mommy can help me do this. Get this because she's always quoting this. What does it say? Okay, let's go back to Psalm 24. Let's read it again. But don't go in the spirit. Leave this one, please. Because Psalm 24, everybody must go to read everything by their mind. Shall we begin from verse 1? The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and all therein. Stop. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof. That's how those children demonstrated it. The world and all that dwell therein. You believe that? Say amen. Then, Psalm 2, verse 8. Let's read together now. Why have many Christians suffered poverty? Why has many Christians suffered failure? Why has many Christians not been able? We are God's children who created the whole earth and everything in it. If there are demons in it, God created them. Okay? If there are angels in it, God created them. All human beings on earth. God created them. Okay? And everything within them, God created it. Then that God is your father. And he said to you, ask of me and I will give you nations. I think if you look at that psalm, the first thing is this. Break away your shell from local concentration. I was telling those who are in business, Jesus and God... They are always global minded. God didn't say, ask of me and I will give you new cross for inheritance here. He's talking to somebody born in New Cross and Peckham and Brixton. Somebody born in a village in Africa, poverty stricken village. But he has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. God says, change your thinking. Change your thinking. You must be global in your thinking. Don't think for yourself okay for yourself okay when you think about yourself think about yourself as affecting this globe because the globe is your jurisdiction the earth is the lost the fullness thereof ask of me i will give you Nations, not one nation, but several nations. So anything that you are doing, God expects you to think like that. Your inheritance is not just UK. Your inheritance is nations. Today, by virtue of some circumstances, I could not have time to speak with those who are in business. Okay, but we will still talk. Our thinking must change. If I send you to go and pastor a church over there, I don't expect that church to remain in that place for one year. 
if that church is in that place for five years, I want to come into that church and see people from various nations there. If you pastor the same people for five years, you should resign voluntarily. Are you with me now? Because the principle of God is this. For you, when you bend your knees to ask God, don't ask him to give you England. Don't ask him to give you Wales. Don't ask for Scotland. Don't ask for United Kingdom. Ask for nations. Alright? But then, haven't God said that? God said the reason why you ask for nations is that you must have a conviction in your heart that it is your right. That is the word inheritance there. It is not an obligation. It is your right. It is like when I come in here, I, if you give me a microphone, I say, where is my microphone? Because I have a microphone that the people in the audio section, they bought it. And they came to me and said, Apostle, this is your microphone. And it's like, if I see my microphone in your hand, I will say, can you give me my microphone, please? Because I have a right over it. Are you with me now? It's different from somebody who just needs the microphone, they gave it to him. Your thinking must change. It is your right to ask for nations. Because your father says so. Look beyond your horizon. If you cannot, close your eyes and look inside you. You are deeper than the ocean. But if you go back to Psalm 24, someone will say to me, I've been asking, I've been asking, I've been asking. Look at Psalm 24, let's look at from verse 2 again. No, we did it again from verse 1. Put it on the board now. They have... And the uh-huh uh-huh yes why did God say that statement what has this statement to do with God no it doesn't have to do with God it has to do with you or not it's a convincing statement that the earth is the Lord somebody wonders how how can it be God and God says I establish this this are Upon the seas and established it, I find it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. We are discovering that from science. Yes? Water is, is not two thought of the whole world. That's what they said. I don't know who's, who went around the whole waters. <laughs> but of course, we believe it. Because if you look at the map, that's what it is. Now, when God tries to convince you about what he's saying, is because of what he's next to say. To leave you without any doubt at all. Why would God say this? Find out in the next verse. What did he say in the next verse? Who? Stop. Who may ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who may start his only place? Now, God says, look, the whole of this universe is mine. I made them for you. That you ask me, I will give it to you. But then he says, to come to me and be in a position that, I will, that you will speak to me, 
and I will answer what you're saying. Who is the person that may ascend the hill to talk to God? And who may stand in his presence, the holy place? The next verse says, he who does what? Say clean hands. Pure heart. Clean hands. Pure heart. On Sunday, we are going to check our hands. Are your hands clean? Are your hands clean? Your hands shows your heart. Are you with me now? A man with clean hands is a man who has no contribution to the demise of another man. One contribution. A man who does not plot evil against another man, that's a man with clean hands. A man who is not a perpetrator or a joint contributor to the demise of another man. Look it, look. This is the reason why in that Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3 is so powerful. When you have people come to church, I was discussing with um, the bill that I brought in today, and he was, he's not a Christian, and he was, but he believes in Christianity. And he was telling me, you know, something. This mommy hasn't had this. He told me today, he said, Alfred, he said, we are working in your house. He said, and I brought other workmen to your house. All right? And the man said, Yesterday, the plumber came to me and said, Do you know there is something about this house? And he said, I asked him, What is it? He said, I've never felt such peace that I feel in this house. And the boy of the plumber said, Too, do you know? I wanted to say the same. That we never felt such peace. He said, there is something in this house. They entered my bedroom. That man entered my bedroom to go and walk. He said, there is something about this house. There is such a peace. And this man we are talking, he tattooed his body from the neck. to the. His, I told mommy when he first came that he wears tattoo like a garment. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, then... My builder said, he now went back to the other builders. They were doing the, screen, uh, the uh, plastering and all stuff. And when they had their tape break, one of them said that, Dave, there's something about this house. He said, I feel so much peace here. I said, I've never had peace of this kind in any place I've worked. And then this other guy said, same thing with me. He said, what could it be? So while he was talking to me today, I said, you will have told them it is the house of peace. This is the house of Jesus. He said, it can be nothing but that. Satan fights with your clean hands and my clean hands all the time. 
Satan always inspires people, human, to attack other human beings for no reason. That man now spoke to me about a church. He says, look, there's a church near me. And he mentioned the name of the church. And he says, I've been hearing that maybe I wish you go there. He said, but you have various kind of churches. And when we begin to look into the archives of that church, (laughs) there are some Christians who have got to the stage whereby they start at the gate of kingdom of God. All right, they are not coming in and they are not going out, and they are not allowed those who want to come in to come in because of their conduct and character. The only thing the devil is trying to get of you is your mind. Your mind determines your hand, your hand reveals your heart. Therefore, if anybody goes to the heel of the Lord with stained hands. Obviously, God cannot hear him. If anybody goes to the heel of the Lord with a heart that is not pure, no matter how charismatic your prayer is, no matter how much you sweat and get injured by praying, God cannot hear you. So, that's the reason why Second Corinthians 11.3 is so vital. Satan attack our mind to deceive us to do things that will lead to regrets in our lives but god says come to me with clean hands and pure hands. look what what would be your joy if i if somebody asks you that what is your joy what gives you joy on earth i know people will have many things to say i'm not talking about jesus now Okay, if you say that, if you mention Jesus, then you missed it. (laughs) Amen. But what is it that you engage yourself in and really gives you great joy? Or what is it that you have a privilege to do and that gives you more joy? Alright? If you think about it, as a believer, what should? David said, I shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, thy holy temple. The first joy of your life is what you do in the house of God. To build the kingdom of God. Second thing that should give you joy in your life is how much you have affected humanity. How many people could say to you, if not for you, I will not be where I am. Oh, when I was down in the office, you said something and everything vanished. Oh, when I was hopeless, I didn't know what to do. You gave me a counsel and that took me to a a higher level. How many people can say that to you? Beginning from your family to your office. I'm talking about pure hearts. Clean hands. And pure heart. A pure heart is a pure heart. <laughs> a pure heart is a pure heart. Everybody thinks evil. But not everybody do evil. Evil thoughts will come to every human being. Because there is an evil spirit called the devil. And demons 
who are invincible and they speak to a human man and it will seem as if we are the one thinking same thing god speaks to a human mind good things and we think we are the one thinking about it and each time we decide to do those bad things that come to our mind we soon regret sometimes it comes with tears and when we decide to do those good things we soon are praised and laugh and be happy that tells you and I that there are some forces working against our mind so Evil thought is not a sin, but consideration of the thought is what determines whether it's a sin or not a sin. Therefore, I say that because some may say, oh, you see, some of you who are church leaders, you have built yourself up so much. No, no mind is bulletproof. You don't have bulletproof mind in the sense of Satan attacking your mind. You don't. Therefore, he who has clean hands and pure hearts, who does not lift up his heart to what is false, or his soul to an idol, or swear deceitfully. The next line says he will do what? Blessings from what? The Lord. And? Yes. Mm-hmm. And what does it say? What a seller means? Pause and consider these things. I have 10 more minutes with you. God requires clean hands and pure hearts. Can I tell you? Just briefly now, what are the obligations of the church of God? And I say this because I want every one of us to identify our role in this family. Christ with Tabernacle. There are three major things that the church of God is established to do. One, is to train number two to equip and number three to release so in the house of god we train to empower we equip people to operate so that they may operate we release people so that they may be fulfilled i say that again train Equip and release. So, anybody that you contact in the church, you must understand your obligation is training that person, impacting into that person, so that that person can be empowered by you. In whatever way she or form, we'll look at that some other time. Equipping that person so that that person can operate. And releasing that person so that the person can be fulfilled. If you look at the book of Matthew 19, let me first say that the life of Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ called his disciples from the beginning of his journey after Luke 4, the Bible says that he began to train them. And then when he began to train them in the book of Luke chapter 6, 
uh, chapter 9, sorry, well, chapter 6, he appointed apostles among them. Okay? 12. From among the whole church, and he called them apostles. And then in chapter 9, having trained them for a while, he took the 12 and he said, now go and do what I'm doing. Okay? But Bible says God gave, the, the Lord Jesus gave them power and authority. And they went. Then in chapter 10, he called the rest of the church, 72 of them. He said, now your leaders have gone and you had the testimony that they have brought. Now you also go. And he gave them the same thing he gave to the leaders. Okay? Though we may have various uh, roles in the church, that is, you know, positions in the church for order and structure, but yet we have the same privilege before God. And the 72 went, and when the 72 came back, their testimony was amazing. Because the Bible says the testimony returned from verse 17 of Luke 10. It says the 72 returned with what? Joy. And they said, Lord, even demons submit in your name. Now understand. Is that not so in those church? Let the barrier be broken. I say let the barrier be broken. Let the barrier be broken. <laughs> One of the things about a leader is somebody who can replicate himself in others. A faith leader is a leader who cannot replicate himself in others. I would gather now. Therefore, this scripture tells us Jesus took the church. He called them and they followed him. After training them, he now picked 12 and he assigned them into leadership. And then after some time, he did all this in three years. All this in three years. After some time, he now said, yeah, you leaders that I have assigned, who has spent much time with me, more than the church members, mount up my pulpit. Now, do what I'm, I, I, I was doing. Go out and preach. Heal the sick and cast out devils. And the leaders went. And you know what the church was doing? They were healing them. Because the church did not believe they could do that. Well, they believed that the leaders could do that because after all, they were the one closest to Jesus Christ anyway. Is that not how it is in churches today? Come on, answer me. Hey, hey, answer me. Yes, 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 yes. But I'm telling you tonight that that's not the way it should be. The role that I have, you have also. What I do, you can do also. And you must be ready to do it anytime. If you get me on the crossroad and say, Apostle, there's something I read in the Bible I don't understand. What will Apostle say to you? What is it? And you open the Bible and you, you read that stuff. And then you say what you think is saying. And then you ask me, Apostle, am I correct? And what do you expect of me? To tell you that, oh, let me go and research and come back. Is that what you expect of Apostle? I can't understand you. 
you expect apostle to say that, oh, yeah, I, I'm going to ask from God. <laughs> Let me go and check the books. Yes, you will expect of me to answer that question right there. You cannot have any thoughts that there is a part of the Bible I do not know. Am I correct? So I expect of you too. Jesus does expect of you. If Jesus in three years could raise leadership and raise church members who turn the whole world upside down. You know, if you have been here for more than three years, it's your turn. I thank you for saying amen. <laughs> At least that amen is encouraging. No matter how weak it is, you can say amen again. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. So when the disciples went out and they came back, they were so excited. No wonder. Jesus, no different between us and the apostles. Really, we even demons submit to us, you know. The apostles, we never had the report of the apostles, but these guys spoke. You know what? When you go out in the name of the Lord Jesus, the same spirit that is in me is in you. And the same power that is me will walk through you if you can open your mouth and testify. The reason why God works miracles, signs, and wonders through me is because I open my mouth to say that he can do it. I tell somebody that he will heal you right now. And then he will say, yes, go ahead. And when I say the name of Jesus, he will heal. You can do the same thing. Are we together now? You can do the same thing. I have five more minutes. Yes. My brain is calculating the time now. And then we pray. So therefore... In the book of Matthew 28, 18 and 20, 19 and 20, it says, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. This is our obligation. We go out that church, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them or training them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. Do you know something? God depends on you to do this. Not just the pulpit. Then if you look at the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 18. It says, But you will receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That is, you must be equipped before you go. The church trains you to empower you, that is to arm you with knowledge. You must tarry before God and be equipped before you go. And that's the reason why the teaching I'm doing now is a teaching to equip you so that you can go and seek the Holy Spirit and receive the power. 
When we see manifestation in you, therefore, what is the next thing? We release you. Hello? When I see tangible manifestation in you, I see that you are, you are, you, when, when you lead prayer, you are very accurate and you are very inspiring in your delivery of prayer. I can know those who are fully ready for preaching among you. I can know those who are teachers among you by coming, telling you to lead prayer. When we have prayer in circle and I'm walking around you, you know, before the main meeting, you have one hour prayer. You know, I go to a group and I wait with you and I pray with you and I move to another group. What I'm doing is that I'm evaluating each one of you. You know, there are some people in this church, they have no title. The day I will bring them on pulpit, some of you will wonder. Yeah, you will be so shocked. Because I've been with them in their prayer time. I know the stuff inside them. When they take the Bible and they open the scriptures, and they call prayer points from the scriptures, you will know that this one is an evangelist. Sometimes, this one is a teacher. I will together now. The same thing in the Bible, Bible study you do every week. Tuesdays here and Wednesdays in cathedral. I always listen. Mommy will say that, well, let us, if you have anything to share about this scripture we are reading today. Before you read it, he will say, speak. And I listen to people speak. Then I know those who are pastors for tomorrow. I know those who will be evangelists tomorrow. I know those who are prophets. Because when they open their mouth... Before they are taught the same scriptures, when they open their mouth, what they say, you can understand who is inside them, what is inside them. And for those groups that I identify, I want to train them more in the areas of their grace. I will together now. So therefore. <clears throat> The church exists to train, to equip, and to release. I want you to evaluate the stage you believe you are. On Sunday, um, this Sunday, I received um, a text from somebody who came to your meeting on Sunday. And he says, Apostle, <laughs> there is no difference between you and your people. Amen. I wasn't here. The service was, the guy observed from the door. The service was so excellent. He observed the order in the church. They are from the the protocol or the door, the ushers, you know, the choir, the people who were praying before the meeting. He said, it, it doesn't seem you weren't there. The message, I met someone on the, on, uh, at Devil High School, one of you also, who said to me that Apostle greeted and stuff like that. And she began to tell me how blessed <coughs> she was. On Friday, overcomers, and on Sunday. Why would I be able to leave my main meeting and assign some of you to handle it? Because those people have been trained, they have been equipped, and I have to release them. 
I remembered when I went to Nigeria, there was a big crusade for me in Ikene, and I could not go. So I had to look for somebody because the Ikene crusade, this is a public crusade. As far as they are concerned, majority of those who came there, they came to be healed and to be taught, to be healed of their diseases. So I couldn't send anybody who has not been operating in the gift of healing. But you know the gift of healing is so easy. How do you know whether you have the gift of healing? Someone tell me. How do you know whether you have the gift of healing? Huh? No, how do you know it? You know, the day you will discover that, oh, I have this gift, how would you know it? Huh? By praying for somebody. By praying for somebody and the person got healed. Is, is that correct? So that's the reason why my instruction to anybody who I will assign, when I tell people to preach when I'm not there, I instruct them, preach. Jesus said in Luke say, uh, 9 and 10, it says, preach. Three instructions. Preach, yes. Come on now. What's the next instruction? Uh-huh. He said, preach the kingdom. Yes. Cast out all demons. When you talk about the word, quote, quote it as it's written. He said, cast out all demons. Preach the word. Cast out all demons. And what? Heal the sick. Yes. And tell them the kingdom of God is at hand. So therefore, I had to look for somebody who I've seen praying for the sick after he had preached. Yes. And that meeting, when the people of that town called me after the meeting, they said, Apostle, we didn't see a difference between you and the person. You come to the house of God to be trained, to be equipped, and be released so that you can be fulfilled. I want to work on this over this week. Look at the area that you have been fully trained and you are not manifesting. That is, you are not using it. Not everybody will be on pulpits. Your pulpit is on the streets. I started my journey by going to the streets and praying for the sick on the streets. Sharing the word of God with them on the streets. At that time, I was not even an evangelist. I was not um, a deacon. God does not heal people because the person praying carries a title. God heals people because the person that is praying has faith in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So therefore, between today and tomorrow, I want us to look when you get home at the areas that you know that you are being fully empowered. And we're going to write down on Sunday the areas that you are fully, you are fully empowered, which you have not been functioning and you want to function. And that will help us to be able to pass people into the various groups that they are in grace. We're going to stop here today. The goal of all this is 
to attain excellence in Christ. That is the goal of all this. When I manifest, and you manifest, to he who uses his gift, God prunes the more. If you bear fruit, God will prune you. Somebody who uses a gift, God will give you more. Somebody who doesn't use it at all, you can't even use that one you have, God will never invest any more in you. And the time has come for every one of us to get up and start to use the gift and grace that we have. Shall we stand up together? We're going to pray. You know the song that came into my mind? It says, Give me all in my lamb, keep me burning. Give me all in my lamb, I pray. Give me all in my lamb, keep me burning. Keep me burning to the day. Give me all, give me all in my life. Keep me burning. Give me all in my life. I pray. Give me all in my life. Keep me burning. Keep me burning to the grave. Hosanna, sing. Hosanna, sing. Hosanna, sing. Hosanna to the King of Kings. Sing, Hosanna, sing. Sing, Hosanna to the Give me love, give me life. Give me love. I second verse. Give me burning. Keep me burning to the breaker. Give me peace, give me peace in my keep me loving. Give me peace in my heart, I pray. Give me peace in my heart, keep me loving. Keep me loving to the break of day. Sing, Hosanna, sing, Hosanna, sing, sing, Hosanna to the King of King. Oh, sing, Hosanna, sing, sing, Hosanna to the King. We're going to pray, Lord, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Lift up your voice and begin to ask God. Refresh my soul, O God. <clears throat> Refresh my spirit, O God. Give me oil in my lamb. Give me oil in my lamb. Tell the Lord. Keep me burning, O God. Send encouragement to my heart. my lamb. Tell the Lord refresh my spirit of God. Refresh my spirit of God. 
You are ready to enter into God's power now. Tell the Lord, refresh my spirit, O God. Pour your oil on my head. Oh, Lord Jesus. Pour your oil on my head. Keep me burning, O Lord. Keep me burning, O Lord. Give me oil in my lamb. Oh, sovereign Lord. Ask God for renewal of strength. Father, Lord, refresh me. Thank you, my God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Let me remind you this. And examine it if it is true. But you find it's true. The Lord told me one day. He said... If Christians can educate themselves towards Him, that is, if we commit ourselves to the Lord, the discipline that serving God truly entails is the discipline that brings success in this world. You know, somebody who really worships God, it will be very timely. That is, you know, you, you pray at a particular time, that time you want to pray. It gives you discipline. It helps you to concentrate. And it helps you to meditate. Meditation means you can look at not just God. You can look at a thought. And you can go deep into that realm of thought. That is what research means. You have a concept. And you can generate several things in your brain. About the concept. And that is what leads to discovery of new ideas and new things. But if you can educate yourself towards God, all these things will be spontaneous. It will be spontaneous. I want us to pray from the book of Second Timothy, chapter two, verse six, verse four to verse six. I call that rules of engagement. No one serving as a soldier gets himself involved with civilian affairs. He want, he wants to start, place his commanding officer. No one who serves as a soldier and he gets himself with civilian affairs can satisfy his commanding officer. No Christians, <clears throat> Christian who behaves like the world can satisfy God. This is what Paul is saying here. If any Christian is worldly in their intuition, in their association, in their operation, you can never satisfy God. Second thing, it says similarly, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not receive the victory crown unless he complies with the rules. He competes according to the rules. And what he's saying is this. There is no room for indiscipline in the church. We have to live by the rules of God. Blessed is the man who works in the counsel of the ungodly, someone who does not sit in the seat of scoffers. Or stand in the ways of sinners. But if the light is in the law of the Lord, in the law of the Lord, he may say, day and night, it shall be like a tree planted at the riverside. You will excel among your contemporaries. We're going to pray. Discipline first. 
Then obedience. And then he said, the hard-working farmer should be the first to receive the crops. Hard work. Discipline, obedience, and hard work. And we're going to tell the Lord, Father, empower me to be disciplined. Help me to keep to your rules. Help me to delight in obeying you. In doing good. Everything that competes with that, let me take them out. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Pray for the spirit of discipline. Help me to be consistent in seeking you. How many times have you made decisions to pray at a particular time and you never, you never do it? Tell the Lord, help me. Let us ask from our soul. Time management is an attribute of a righteous man seeking God righteously. Tell the Lord, help me to manage my time. So that I can give God what belongs to God. And then God can take care of what belongs to me. Father God, I pray for the spirit of discipline. It says no one serving as a soldier gets involved with civilian affairs. Deliver our soul from the world. Deliver our heart from the world. Help us, O God. It says anyone who competes must obey the rules. Let us ask that God will give us the the ability to submit to his word. Help me to submit to your rules, O God. Let your word be a light along my path. Let us ask God, deliver me from laziness. I'm talking towards God now. Laziness towards the things of God. Empower us, O God. Empower every member of our church, wherever they may be. Sovereign Lord, we pray thee. Let us ask God to help us to be very disciplined. Like Jesus. To pray without growing weary. Relentlessly. Father... In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Now we want to deal with the area of blessing. Because today is to pray over ideas, businesses, mental. That's what the Lord said. Daniel 1.17. We will start our prayer from there and go into Deuteronomy. 
To those four young men, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams. God gave them knowledge, isn't it? And understanding. God gave Oholiel and Bezalel knowledge and wisdom in one night visitation. God visited them tonight, tomorrow they woke up with ideas and skills and knowledge they never knew. Craft they never learned. Look, I don't think that that God is different from the God we are serving. As it was in the beginning. So why should you struggle with understanding? He said, anybody who lacks knowledge, book of Jane, let him ask me, says the Lord. You know, one of the things is this. If I ask you here now, that in the past seven days, who asked God specifically for knowledge in this place? If we have one finger up, it will mean that you are pursuing an exam. <laughs> are you with me now? At the moment you finish your exam, you forget about asking for knowledge. Because you think you don't need it anymore. Am I realistic here? But we should pray for it all the time. Because with knowledge, I, 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 I talk to you about knowledge in a minute. It says God gave knowledge and understanding all to, to these young men. And they could understand education, all literature, and all learning. Any course they can understand. Any education they understand. Not only that, they could understand open visions. They could communicate with angels in visions. Then they could interpret dreams. You are going to pray for the same thing. Give me knowledge. Father, empower us to enter into the realm of knowledge. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Give us knowledge, O God. We ask for knowledge. We have not been asking you, Lord, all this. Give us knowledge, O God. As you gave to Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Grant us knowledge. Tell the Lord, grant me wisdom. Grant me knowledge. Proverbs 24 3 says, By wisdom a house is built. Through understanding it is established. Psalm 49, 20 says, A man who has riches without understanding is like a beast that perishes. Tell the Lord, give me knowledge. Give me understanding. Give me wisdom, Lord. God's own knowledge, come to me. God's own understanding, come to me. Grant us wisdom, O God. The wisdom of God. That we will understand every learning, every literature. Tell God, let my brain wake up. Let my mind wake up. Wake me up in my spirit. 
Let my mind be sensitive to knowledge, understanding be given to me. Tell the Lord. The Bible says, do not forsake wisdom. And she will protect you. Love her. She will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Therefore, get wisdom. Though it costs you all you have. Get understanding. Lord, give it to me. Understanding like Daniel. Wisdom like Daniel. Knowledge like Daniel. To understand knowledge of man. To understand knowledge of man. Lord, to see vision. To interpret mysteries. Knowledge that understands all letters of man. If any one of you is seeking an exam, you better ask God really now. It's not a time to be weary. It's a time to ask God and enter into it. You ask and pray and enter into what you are praying. Your spirit must ask from God before you can get it. Don't let the devil deceive you and hold you away from it. Knowledge is good. Get it with what you have. Ask God for endowment of knowledge. Knowledge in everything is supreme wisdom. Give it to me, O God. The Bible says, if anyone lacks knowledge, let him ask from me. God does not give you sparingly. He gives you abundantly. He does not find fault in man. He gives you knowledge. He gives you knowledge that gives you success. we pray thee oh Lord an outstanding knowledge an outstanding knowledge Blessed be your holy name, O God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. We are talking about signs and wonders. Are you with me now? Signs and wonders. (laughs) In the book of 2 Kings 4, a woman whose husband was a prophet came to the prophet, Elisha. The husband died and left dead. I was, I was sharing briefly with those who are in business today. The Bible says a good man leaves inheritance for his children's children. And I said, many people who always do business, only thinking about themselves and what they will eat. But God said you should think about any career you are doing. What will you leave for your children's children? So those of you who like to give back to so many children... You have to work very, very hard because if you have 10 children who also have 10, 10 children, you must find inheritance for 100 children before you die. You don't make a mistake. There's no mistake about it, they said. So therefore, God wants us to go beyond our horizon. This woman, the husband left dead, Second Kings 4. 
But when it came to, when she came to the prophet, come on now, and that's what you want to do for yourself. There is a power in you that can produce wealth, but it can come only from your mouth. Are we together now? It was so painful to me today that I didn't have time to speak to the people in the business that I really wanted to. But we will do it. Let me help you understand. There is a child of God who is in debt, and he died in debt. But he has a friend who can speak, and abundance will come. But he did not know it till he died. I think it's under my lecture on innovation that will cover that. Innovation. You must use everything you have to bring about the vision that you got. But you see, the man of God said, what do you have? The woman said, I have nothing, low esteem. Low esteem makes you not to recognize anything inside you. Whatever you are, if a person who has low esteem is so intelligent, he will just think that he's nothing. Low esteem kills everything that God puts in a man. It kills all the ability a man could have. Okay? But the prophet said, you must have something. He said, oh, yes, I have a little vase of oil. Today, your little vase of oil will turn to barrels. And the man of God said, go, borrow, but not a few. Innovation. Borrow, but not a few. She borrowed only probably just to fill his, you know, her room. If she knew really that it's going to work, she would have borrowed to the whole compound. And he said, Paul, you are going to pray and tell God. Father, you who rode on the word of Elisha and turned one little verse of oil to abundant barrels, to the place where debts were cancelled, debts were paid, excessive wealth remained. Father, in this month of June, walk wonders in my finance. Lift up your voice and we don't ask him. Tell the Lord, take my little verse of oil, whatever career that you have in your hand, Whatever business that you have in your hand, turn it to barrels, oh God, I can feed nations. Turn it to barrels, I can feed nations. My little verse of all, tell the Lord, visit me in this not Ju- the month of June. Work wonders in my finance. Work wonders in my business, Lord. I prophesy to my income to explode. I prophesy to my resources to increase largely. I prophesy to the source of my income to flourish abundantly. My brain, my heart, my body flourish in the name of the Lord. He said the Lord will send a blessing on your bands. And everything you put your hands on, Deuteronomy 28 verse 8. The Lord God will bless Tell the Lord, send your blessing to the works of my hand. He will bless you in the land that is given you. Pray the blessings of God to come upon the works of your hand. The blessings of God to come upon your ideas. Those of you who are in offices, it is due for you to be promoted. That God will multiply your income in this season. God will open doors for you. 
He will multiply your resources in this season. It says, the Lord your God will bless the works of your hand. Those of you who are studying, there will be none like you in your academics. You will top the class in whatever you are doing. Begin to invoke the blessings of God upon. We have God who wants to bless. And He says, ask of me and I will do it. Bless your products that you sell. Bring you customers before you even get products. Turn your business to PLC. God give you idea that will make you flourish. Idea that people will run after. Bless my work, O oh God. Bless my hand, O oh God. Bless me in my going out. Bless me in my coming in. He said the Lord will open the heavens, the stars of his bounty. Tell God, let there be open heaven over me. Open your heavens over my household. Open your heavens over my life. Let there be open heaven. Bless all the works of my hand, my God. He said, you will lend to nations, but borrow from few. You will lend to nations, but borrow from few. You will lend to nations, but borrow from few. Father, Lord, bless me that I will lend to nations. He said, the Lord will make you head and not a tail. Tell the Lord, take me to the head in my career. Take me to the head in my businesses. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. You know, I had something in my spirit. Those of you who are studying or who are in profession, God will help me. Those of you in profession, God says that we will learn to nations. Okay? It's not just money. Your expertise will be sought after. Those of you who are, you know, studying and doing a dissertation or you are doing projects and stuff, look for area of the need of nations so that you may discover solutions for those nations. All right? Don't just do a research that, that are no, it's not a, that do a research only in the area of problems. So that you will invent something by the Holy Spirit. If you don't put your head into that trouble, you will know that God can solve it through you. Are you with me now? So many areas the world has problems. So those of you who are studying, go. And those of you who are professionals, maybe a doctor and a nurse, don't go and do the don't go and specialize in the area that everybody is specializing. In a short time, that area will be saturated. Look for a difficult area of medicine that they are still looking for solution. Do research in that. You will discover. You will discover. People run for difficult things. Who should go for it? Those who are born of the Spirit. 
so that God can bring solution to mankind. Those wisdom have been hidden by God. But when a Christian dives into seeking it, God has to release it. You get what I'm saying now? In your office, in your career, look to the highest peak. Okay? We're going to pray now two more prayers. One is Exodus 23. We want to pray against sicknesses. What is this, Lord? Okay. Two more prayers we are praying. It says, worship the Lord your God and his blessing will come upon your food and water. It says, I will take away sickness from among you. It is promise. I don't know what sickness you have if you do have. All right? But if you are all cleared, you want to stand with people who have sickness. Any sickness, headache is a sickness. Anything that is inconveniencing to your health, we will command them to die. God said, I will take away sickness. But if you read that scripture further, it says, None will miscarry or be barren. We will command barrenness to become history. You didn't hear what I said. I told my builder today, my father was a wizard. He shocked. I said, my mother was a princess of Bar. Eh? I said, my father used to pray, he used to speak to people who are barren, and he would put his hand in their uh, 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 womb area, and he would say some words, incantation, they would conceive. But when he came to my mother, he failed. He failed. He failed because of what? God. And invoke Lucifer. And Lucifer said, I can't help you. 13 years barrenness went to the church. When Satan failed, doctors failed. God never fails. Your Sarah will have a child by this time next year. You know, whenever I read the scripture, it challenges me. It says, none. You know, we must be very, we must read the Bible like we read law. If it says none, it means none. It means nothing but none. Then why should there be barrenness in the church? Today is the end of it. We are going to cry unto God and say, God, pass through this place now. Every sickness be uprooted. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Every sickness be uprooted. Every sickness be uprooted. He says, I will take away sickness from among you. Lord Jesus, pass through, pass through, pass through. Vanish in the name of Jesus. Fibroid, be taken out. Cancer, die in the name of Jesus. Let good cells come out of the bodies. High blood pressure, we command it to cease. Diabetics, we correct you right now in the name of Jesus. Kidneys, receive brand new one. Receive new liver. Receive new liver, new spleen. Sickness in the reproductive organ of women. We command you be healed. Your womb be healed. Your skin be healed. Your joints receive peace. None shall miscarry. None shall be barren. None shall miscarry. None shall be barren. We prophesy to every barren womb that hears my voice. 
the womb. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth. I command your womb to produce children. In accordance with the word of God. Every pain. I cause you to die in the name of Jesus. In accordance with the word of God. He took your infirmity. He took your infirmity. Blind, see, lame, walk. According to the word of God. Men that are sick in their reproductive organ, I command them to be restored. Every sickness, every sickness, in the eyes, in the brain, be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Every sickness in the womb, be taken out in the name of Jesus Christ. Lumps in the body, I cast you to vanish. Release your angels, oh God. Let them start the operation. New heart received, new brain received, new mind received. Anybody whose mind have been tossed, I command mind to be restored. You foul spirit of hell, the Lord rebuke you. Every erector problem, you are healed in the name of Jesus. I break the power of sickness by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. No more sickness. No more sickness. Bale bombo shakaba. Rebombo say anything that is hindering our our life of health, good health, we kill it in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. Kidney, liver, pancreas, rectum, intestine, be flushed out of every sickness. Joints of the body, muscles, legs, I cause AIDS to die. I command anyone who has AIDS and listens to me, be made whole in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. Every activity going on in your brain that is contrary to health, I kill it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Blessed be your holy name, O God. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with thanksgiving. One more prayer we're going to pray tonight and then we close. You know, the Deuteronomy 28 began it. In verse 7, it says, The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will come against you. They will come at you from one direction and flee in several directions. Okay? And the next scripture that you will attach to that is the Exodus. It says in verse 27, I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter or that oppose you. I will make all your enemies to turn their backs and run. That's the two connections there. But how will they run? Verse 28. It says, I will send the hornets. Hornets are stinking bees. Bumblebee. 
there are spiritual bumblebee. Every demon that attack you, they will be attacked by them tonight. It says, and they will drive out the Canaanites. This is how we knew how God drove out the Canaanites. He sent his hornets. They are angels. But they stink. No demon wait for their sting. We are going to tell the Lord. According to the book of Exodus 28, verse 7, Lord, let all my enemies be defeated tonight. Defeat my enemies before me. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. It says, those who come against you shall be defeated. Begin to decree. Those who oppose me, Father, oppose them. 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 Anyone that is struggling with me over what God has given me, let them be weary, O God, and be taken out from before me. Let them be taken out. 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 Speak to the Lord. Whatever belongs to you, Satan will not take it. Whatever belongs to you, Satan will not take it. Jesus. Those who oppose me, I command them to fall before me. Everyone Satan has sent to oppose me, they will begin to proclaim my praise. Begin to declare as I say. They will proclaim my praise. The people that the devil has sent to oppose me, they will become my footstool. It is written, the Lord said to my Lord, sit down and I will make all your enemies the bosom of your feet. Let my enemies turn their back and run. Let them turn their back and run. Tell the Lord, remove them from their position. Remove them from their post, oh God. Take the power from them. Those who decide against me, take authority from them. Relieve them of their duty. Replace them with those who will work for me. Now begin to command, Lord, send your hornet. Send your hornet. Send your hornet. Send your hornet ahead of me. Throw into confusion every nation that will encounter me. Anyone who has occupied my inheritance, I command the hornet of God to chase them out. I command the hornet of God to chase them out. I command the hornet of God to chase them out. Every place that they have said no to you, over good things, begin to command them to now reverse it. They will say yes. If they have written you a letter with regrets, today I change it to we are happy to say, Lord, send your hornet against every spirit of hell. Let your hornet pursue them. Let your hornet from heaven be released and pursue them. Yay! Let my enemies turn their back and run. Let them run elsewhere skelter like the Canaanites and the Hivites. Yamosipa de Gedonda say. 
Let the weapons of the devil that have prevailed over us before fail from this hour. That Satan will not prevail over my mind anymore. He will not prevail over my actions anymore. Satan will not laugh at me anymore. My decisions have been guided by the Holy Spirit. Begin to make declaration. I am fed up of making mistakes. I enter the Christ into God to make me perfect in my counsel. Never again will I invest into loss. For the Lord will repay me for my year the locusts have eaten. Begin to make declaration. Declare tonight, everywhere you have lost money. In this month of June, there shall be restoration. Every place you have lost money. Even some of you have given money to people and they could not pay. Tell the Lord, send me, oh God, your angels. Let them bring back restoration to me. My Jerusalem shall not be desolate. It shall be inhabited. My Judah shall be rebuilt. Tell the Lord, my desolation shall be filled. In this month of June, wonder shall be my name. Signs of God and wonders, it shall be my garment. The Lord will work wonders in my body. The Lord will work wonders in my spirit. The Lord will work wonders in my mind. He will work wonders in my endeavors. He will work wonders in my church. He will work wonders in my family. Make declaration in the name of the Lord of hosts. He says, and your son that you have given me, we are signs and wonders in this age. He says you will be head and you will not be tail. You will be on top and you will never be beneath. Hey. Bless your name. Lift up your voice and mean to thank God for answered prayer. Thank God for yourself. Lord, I thank you for me. my king we will never take no for an answer it will never happen in the camp of Christ with tabernacle Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name we had prayed. 
I speak in Christ in God unto you. According to the word of the Lord, I say, the angel of the Lord that the Lord has assigned to your destiny, he will hold you on your hands. In this month, he will lead you to where the Father has prepared for you. He will go ahead of you. He will chase out everyone that occupies your destiny. In accordance to his holy word, he will take away every opposition against you. Anyone who opposes you falls into the category of your enemy. He says, and I will be enemy to your enemies, and I will oppose those who oppose you. The Lord your God tonight will rise in his power and might, and he will oppose those who oppose you. If there is any one of you that somebody has displaced you and occupy your position, today I reverse the order. Your position another will not take. The honor and favor that describes a man and defines him such that man will seek him. Angels will work for him. Nobody will be able to sit down until you are enthroned. I say, receive the favor in the name of Jesus. With the key of David, I open doors shut against you. I declare doors shall not be shut against you. As you go in this month, the Lord will open the double doors before you. Doors of resources shall come for you. Doors of advantages will open for you. Doors of privileges will open for you. And the Lord will grant you the ability and power you will enter therein. If anybody has sat over your promotion, today I decree your promotion. Whatever hindrance the enemy has placed before you, I command them to become like paper and vanish. My Lord. You said we call the enemies that stand up against us to be defeated. Those who stand against us, we decree their defeat. You said they will come against us in one way, and they will run in seven directions. Father, therefore, those that have been sent against us by the by, by kingdom of hell, I command with your hornet, Father, chase them now. Let them begin to run in several directions before us. Father, there are some of us that Satan has entered into the family. I can see the hand of devil brewing division in marriage. I command the messenger of hell back to hell in the name of Jesus. I command the peace of heaven into every family. Between father and mother, Parents and children, receive peace in the name of Jesus Christ. Every wall of partition the enemy has built around your life, I command them to collapse. I command the heart to open his mouth and swallow them up. Oh my God and King, according to your eternal order, 
When the wind blows in a direction, a wild wind, it carries away everything along its path. When the sea busts its banks and becomes a flood, it carries away everything along its path. Because they move by the order of heaven and nothing can hinder them. I decree, by the order of God, nothing will be able to hinder you anymore. As you move in this month, I decree, though in the past you might have been hindered, though in the past you might have been robbed, though in the past you might have seen your good taken by men, I say, from this hour, a reverse order has begun. Your good will come to you. You will plant your vineyard and you will eat his cross. I declare, every opposition that stands before you shall melt before you. The King of Israel, eternal one that lives forever and never, Yahweh, he shall go ahead of you. He will level the mountains before you. He will level the mountains before you. He will break down the gates of bronze before you. He will open the double doors before you. He will cut through the bars of iron before you. He will give you the treasures of darkness. The riches that are stored in secret place shall be yours. If you have been looking for a job, receive it right now. Your letter of employment, receive right now. Those of you who are seeking for contract, receive right now. I say, if you are seeking for a contract or permission or approval by any authority, receive it right now. Anything that you are seeking that should take you to a higher level, I command those things to look, up, look for you. They will seek after you now. Those of you who are doing examination in school, receive favor from your markers. Receive favor from your lecturers. Lord, we bless your holy name. Because it is written that your body is the temple of God. Therefore, O God of the temple, rise within your temple. Everything contrary to peace in our flesh, take them out by your spirit power. Your temple has a right to be in peace. Your temple has a right to, be, to live a good healthy life. So our God and King, we say no to infirmity. We say yes to the healing power of Jesus Christ. Today, it is written, when the night came, they brought to Jesus people who have various diseases. The Bible says, all of them went home rejoicing. I say, all of you tonight, go home rejoicing. I say, all of you tonight, you go home rejoicing. Whatever you are seeking from God, which I do not know, but God knows. I decree by the power of He that lives forever and ever, receive them as you go home. Never again will misfortune be mentioned in your camp. Never again will adversity be mentioned in your life. The one who supplied food through birds and fed Elijah, He will feed you through the time of austerity. In the famine that is coming upon the earth, the recession that will shake the economy of this world, you will not be partaker of the loss. The Lord will guide you by His Spirit. He will guide you by His hard mind. And He will bring you to the place of plenty. As Elijah was kept in the time of famine, 
so you will be kept in the time of famine to come. The power of God will decorate you. The mercy of God will work for you. You will be successful in everything that you lay your hands on. So shall it be and so it is. Your children shall will the desolate city. Every attack against your families, I command that heaven will rise and demolish them. Every covenant that God has made over your children shall be fulfilled. Everything that rises against your children to frustrate the covenant of God over their life, I decree as heaven endures, the night and day remains. I command the end of those adversaries. Father, by tonight, 12 midnight, they shall be no more. Those who rise up against your children, I decree by tonight, they shall be no more. The Lord in his holy anger will destroy every evil spirit that was sent to torment your life, to torment your children, to torment your marriage, to torment your business. Every messenger of hell, I decree by the 12 midnight tonight, they shall be made no more. They shall be taken away from before you and they shall exist no more. You will rise up in the new dawn like a brand new baby. Like a shoot that is coming out from the ground. The, a shoot that, that heaven had watered. That the powers of hell have no dominion over. Every chain and shackles over your lives and family, they are broken forevermore. In the mighty name of Jesus, your life shall be an example of a holy person. Your family shall be an example of holy people. The Lord shall prevail over every powers and us of the devil. So shall it be and so it is. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying with thanksgiving. Somebody say amen. Your father is free. Your mother is free. Your husband is free. Your wife is free. Your children are free. Your brothers are free. Your sisters are free. In Jesus' anointed name. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah forevermore. Hallelujah forevermore. Turn to someone beside you and congratulate them in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Take your seats in the heavenly places. Quiet 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 seats in the heavenly places.